Thanks for tuning in. My name is Rehart and you're listening to The Best in Tech, the podcast where we talk about only the best in technology. I mean, is there anything to life other than technology? On this week's episode, I chat to Michiel Schumann, product manager at TVR. We're talking about one of the most sought-after technologies today, and that is the HTC Vive. It's finally available in South Africa, and I'm here talking to the guys who are actually bringing it in. Uh, hope you settled in. We're starting now. Welcome to the episode. How's it, Michiel? How are you doing? No, doing great, thanks. So TVR just recently, very quietly announced that they are bringing in the HTC Vive. Yes. It's quite exciting. How are things going with that? I mean, how long have you guys had the, uh, the import for now? Well, uh, we started in the uh, beginning of October. It was launched at Rage as well with the, our, our announcement on the HTC Vives. And so far, it actually exceeded our expectations. I mean, uh, as soon as the stuff came in, it was just going like... Demand was there already. Fire. Fantastic. So... Let's get into the nitty-gritty because I'm sure everybody listening wants to know what the HTC Vive can do and, and kind of what the applications are and why would I want to spend my money on it. But let's start, with the, let's start at the beginning. HTC Vive, it's a product that was developed in a corporation with a Valve Corporation and it's essentially a gaming headset. So let's also just preface this with there are two technologies, AR and VR, augmented reality and virtual reality. The HTC Vive is a virtual reality unit, which means you put on a heads-up display or screen basically over your eyes and you see everything in a digital world. The AR, augmented reality, is something more akin to the Google Glass or the stuff that you get with Pokemon Go. Most people will be familiar with that, where you see the real world with a digital overlay. Now, the HTC Vive obviously is largely aimed at gaming, and there's some medical application and some... Uh, I think, uh, industrial application. We can talk about that just now. But tell us a little bit about what the HTC Vive actually can do and why would you want to get one of those? Okay, so the HTC Vive, as everybody knows by now, is um, is a virtual reality headset for, for immersive gaming. So during um, the development of the HTC Vive, the guys also implemented the Steam VR applications now and obviously you have the SDK software that the guys can also develop their own games. So in partnership with uh, Steam, uh, the guys have started to get the HTC Vive's uh, software to, to work with most of the Steam games that's that's now available. I mean, you have you have Dota 2, which you can run in VR. You have your Team Fortresses that you can run in VR. You have... And this is basically you sitting in a chair being able to look around and playing the game basically, but you're not going to be running around in your room. Yeah, uh, well, there's, there's two different ways that you can do it. You can either sit in, a, in your chair and on, a, on a fixed space and you can put the headset in and it, it takes you directly into the game. Yeah. And then you obviously have your 3D room setup, the space that you, that you, can, that you can use, where the headset uh, uses a room scale tracking technology, um, which allows obviously the gamers to move in the 3D space. So a lot of people don't really love to do that that much because I get a lot it's a bit of like a commotion and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I can see how much fun that could be. Now, what do you do for your keyboard and mouse? I mean, do you have peripherals that you plug in? Because this is the backpack that you wear, right? I think MSI's got the wearable computer that you, that you plug your Vive into. Yes. And we'll M- talk about the specs just now. MSI has the, has the VR1 backpack that you can use, um, but any person that has a you know gaming PC with at least 1060 graphics card in Core i5, 8 gigs of memory should be sufficient enough. When you enough. say 1060, what do you mean? Uh, GTX 1060 graphics card. Okay. Gaming graphics card. So you can also, 
Vive comes along with uh, two interactive uh, remote controls, wireless remote controls that you can that you can use. So you don't have to use a keyboard or a mouse. And that'll work with existing games, obviously. Yeah, that that works with it. Inside the VR, when you use the controllers, it has a laser pointing to wherever the mouse pointer should be. Oh, so, so you can actually okay, use that okay. to indicate where you want to go. And with the Vive, even for for people that now can just sit on a, on a space or you know a space fixed yeah, chair, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, can put it on and. Look Start around playing the and game. Have that, yeah. have that experience. Now I've seen a number of demos and played a few games with, and it's and with the HTC Vive, and it's a truly immersive experience. I can only imagine what it must be like to play a game like Battlefield or, 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 or uh, GTA, even in a VR world. I mean, what has been some of the feedback you've 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 received from people that's tried this for the first time? I mean, do you think this thing is something that mainstream gamers are going to pick up in a few years? Well, I think to start off, it's not very easy <laughs> to play, to, to, to switch from your mouse and your keyboard while gaming through to two controllers. And in that controller, you have to run in the game, number one. You have to switch between your different gear and you have to still aim and shoot people. Um, luckily, with the aiming, it, it helps with your, your head, actually helps with the hand-eye hand uh, coordination. But I think in the future, it'll be a lot better. It'll be a lot easier for us. The tech will be smaller, and it'll cert it's certainly moving to a space uh, where you're just wearing a single kit. I mean, Microsoft's got the uh, what was it called again? The um, you have the Hololens. The Hololens. That's yeah. it. Yes. Um, I, I mean, that still needs some. It still needs to be connected. But I mean, that essentially is a wearable device that's got more processing power in the unit. I think the yes. Vive's only a screen, right? Or where does the processing power with the Vive uh, lie? So basically, yeah, the Vive is is works more or less like a external extended monitor that you connect through the PC. Um, obviously, you get a headset that can also connect to it that goes over the ear, the ex extendable headsets. And so, just explain what that is. So, so basically, it's it's where. You would use you. You'll buy basically two different kits. You'll either have the Vive, which is the goggles with the standard two compositors, and you get a small uh, jack where you can plug in a headset in your okay, headset. Okay. But then you get an additional add-on, mm -hmm. which is you can just take off the strap, a new head strap. You can put the head strap on, mm -hmm. and it has adjustable headset already built into it. So you can either clip the the, the earpieces to the side. Uh, the, so it's basically the a more comfortable then, way of using the yeah, HTC Vive. Yeah, a lot right, more. Okay, yeah, fantastic. Now, gaming-wise, you said Steam. Now, I'm sure everybody listening to this podcast, or most people at least that I know, are massive Steam purchases. Or, or <laughs> let me let me rephrase that. Everybody that I know um, spend a considerable amount of money on Steam games. Now, when I look at the VR section, I always thought it would be much more expensive. Now, obviously, these these are most likely indie games, but these are games that are developed for VR, and they range between the usual 40-odd rand, up to about two, 300 bucks, 319 rand for Golf VR. I'm sure that's got a very loyal following. <laughs> what are some of the games that you've seen that's been you know, on either end of the scope in terms of price or just really good or, or something that uh, people should maybe look out for? Well, I think um, obviously it depends on what type of gamer it is, uh, number one, um, and the way you will, take, you will take the information in that you see. So the one game that I know which is, which is pretty immersive is Everest, and Everest is ranges run about between about 150 bucks to 200 rand for the game. Um, it's very real. 
experience that you have and then you get the other ones which are more um, like you said like the indie games um one that we used at at rage this year was walk the plank yeah, Re- walk the plank so many so people <laughs> couldn't do it i mean it's that real you know your senses are almost an overload when you walk on that plank yeah it's uh, well with the with the new graphics card that you have nowadays and the video processing power that you have it's very it's real. virtual yeah. virtual reality yeah. virtually real yeah. so so basically someone that has um a fear of heights won't usually be able to do it because you'll go up in an ev- uh, uh, elevator and then you the doors will open and you'll walk out on a plank which is a f- you know, like 30, yeah, yeah, 30, 30 stories up. high yeah, yeah. and then you have to literally jump off so it's 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 a pretty pretty intense experience <laughs> so <laughs> it just it. depends on it just depends on i think the user as well what type of what type of game the user will play what are, okay, so I mean, we know action games, and I think everybody can associate gaming with you know first-person shooter action. But what are some of the other things you've seen that that, that I mean, the elevator is not really a game, but it's a demo. Tell us about some of the other things you've seen that that you would recommend. Yeah, well, you get you get different simulators, uh, simulations that you do. So you either get the games or you get the just the, the simulator experience. Yeah, uh, that you the, buy. the the VR simulation experiences. Um, I'm seeing on Steam here that there's a drum kit VR, which I think with two controllers would be very fun to play i mean it's a full if you look on steam it's a full drum kit setup in a nondescript room but i would imagine how you're going to play this you know you're going to have your two controllers and you're going to bash them up and down yeah in inside the vr when you have it on your on your head obviously and you and you look into the into the screen then you will see the two controllers in front of you so your brain will recognize it as your hands so as you play on the drums it immediately picks up okay but you know where this you are. Where you are yeah, where, yeah, where yeah, your hands yeah, are playing. Yeah. Um, then you obviously get different different simulations where you can walk into a cinema that's an entire cinema, and you can import a movie into the cinema, and you can sit in a cinema and watch it. So you can sit on your couch and it'll feel like you're in a cinema. Basically, yeah. Wow, that is yeah, that would be nice. I can imagine how that could work. I've tried a few other goggles. One of uh, I fly a lot of drones and the DJI goggles. Very a very nice piece of kit. Uh, Nineteen twenty buy something resolution but very high definition i watched a few well watched a few trailers on it and it's a very good experience but i think the one thing that that lacks obviously that's a purpose-built screen you know for flying first person view on a drone but it's it's that ability to i mean that's also got tracking but that for that ability for software to render um, a scene like a cinema and you can then look around within that see the guy behind you eating popcorn if there is a virtual (laughs) i've seen a lot of horror 360 type videos which translate very well into a VR world. I mean, you can be totally immersive and have the clown from it standing behind you and get the fright of your life when you look around. I guess that's just a fun part of it, but these are all things that expose us to what VR can do. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you if you go and look at the different goggles, I mean, you have um, your augmented reality, your mixed realities, mm. like with the Microsoft the HTC, uh, the, the Microsoft Hololens. You have the HTC Vive. You have the Oculus Rift. Now, all of these, all of these headsets obviously contribute to what's to our future. Yeah. Um, you have the difference. The difference between um, the HTC Vive and numerous other headsets. So, for instance, like the standard, the carbon, the the cardboard headsets, or yes, the yes. you know, in those, those are fun as well. I mean, you just put your phone in. And there's a lot of nice apps that you can download. I mean, it's well worth trying. Yeah. So, so basically on those, obviously, you will see a frame or you'll see the, the side yes, of the yes. screen or something like that. The difference with the HTC Vive is you don't see a, a, a border board. at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're I mean, entirely immersed into it. Your eyes only see what your depth, the depth that you see is um, 
real it's virtual real yeah so yeah basically that's and and that experience for people a, a lot of people is just extreme i mean um yeah. your body your body doesn't always realize where you are <laughs> and that's why people feel like they're falling off a building yeah or that everest experience i mean you know it's true to life but i also think it's it's, it's a great technology to allow people to do things that they may not otherwise do i mean you'd never walk on a plank like that over a building but you know, I've I've got the fear of heights, and I think you know that that kind of thing is really allowing me to kind of push that, so that I can either overcome that or just kind of tease my my fear of that a bit without actually going up high on a building and potentially dying from the experience. You know, I don't want to you know be one of those YouTubers that create <laughs> yeah. those videos. But that's what's so amazing about this technology. Uh, also, also another thing about it is, I mean, if you look at if you look at the industry itself. Um, the guys start to use it for architectural uses. Someone will, uh, an architect will design a house, and when the end user comes in who's buying the house or is asking for the, for, for the design of the house, they said will be put on his head, and he can walk in his house that's already been designed on the PC and software, and he can experience his house before it's even built. That's fantastic. That's so, fantastic. so that's yeah. awesome. Then you get the military as well who will do, um, you know, different missions that they'll have to do where they use the goggles for training, mm. training purposes, mm. where the soldier will wear the headset and literally go into the mission and execute the, the strategy that they have to do or, yeah, or yeah. You know, complete the missions. Do they use this, the, the normal HTC Vive peripherals or do they have like custom-made guns that do the same thing? Probably the guns. Yeah, yeah. well, you, you do get different accessories um, for the Vives. Because the platform um, is open, right? Anybody can develop for the platform. I think they've made the, the specs. I mean, anybody can... Yeah, with the, with, with the SDK, that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. So that's basically, it's almost open, well, it's open source. Yeah, so yeah, that's, yeah. that's basically what it is. Now, one of the other things you were talking about architecture, but I've seen some incredible videos online about painters using this to paint 3D paintings, these mammoth sculptures in a virtual space that nobody can see. I mean, it's, it's captured in that moment in time in a digital world, almost like the Matrix, you know? Yeah. I mean, that is quite fascinating, the fact that you can, you can do, th you know, you can go up to any size because you shrink down the image right in front of you, draw what you need to draw, and then rescale it the way you want it. I mean, it really is the future, right? I mean, we've all seen the Matrix. We all know kind of that uh, what you can do with <laughs> what it. You can do with we, it. We're there, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you if if you go and look at how these guys use it, not just in in, in standard painting, but in three D applications, like you can basically do modeling as Design well, anything, or you yeah. can use a, um, certain software that's almost like um, SolidWorks that you can do engineering. You can physically. I'm sure Elon Musk and his uh, Tesla team are designing their cars and their spaceships in, in that. Well, within that, yeah, because you can just blow up, blow up the model that you need. You can shrink it. You can mold it however you want. And with the with the new augmented reality, for instance, you can physically put the car there and you can actually look at it and bring it in again, model it again, however you want, and then. And and the the resolution of those things. I mean, it's real. It is. It's oddly indistinguishable from real life. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, usually the headsets run at one nine twenty by ten eighty um, on the on the screens. So it obviously depends as well what type of graphics card you have. Because mm -hmm. if you're running at a lower spec PC, then the graphics won't be that. It will it'll be realistic, but it, you won't see won't all of the good. fine it's like with fine any details. Games, right? So yeah. you know, be on a medium setting. So let's talk a little bit about the specifications, the type of PC that you need. Now we're talking about recommended minimum PC specs to to get a really decent experience, and we'll talk about the pricing for a minimum recommended PC. The reason for that is, you know, I guess you can spend any amount of money on any high end PC. It's just 
the more you spend, the better it's going to be. In all honesty, I mean, if you if you've got money to spend uh, eighty thousand rand PC, you're going to have a really good HTC Vive experience. Um, so the minimum specifications. You were talking about a core i five. Yeah. Um, so I mean, the processing power isn't. I mean, it'll work. It'll work with a core i five. I always thought you needed a core i seven. You can you you can use even something like a core i three. I mean, the the six one hundreds, but. As I said, there will be maybe like a screen tearing or something like that. So it is recommended to go for the i5s because the i5s is mainly the midstream, midstream, okay. you know, and you'll still CPUs. You also have a pretty decent experience. I mean, the machine yeah. that you had at, at Rage, that was a pretty beefy machine because that was a really good experience. Yeah, that was that was a Core i7 uh, that we had there. It was like a quadruple multiplex <laughs> graphics card. Now, I mean, had a two or three, two or three graphics cards in there. Um, well, the machine that we had there was running on a custom 1070. Um, that we had so we try to still keep it in the mid-range so okay. the end users can or the gamers can actually see okay but it is a beefy machine but it's not 1080 ti style so even the even the you know the entry-level gamers will still be able to so buy for, a game for a like gamer, that for, for an existing game that's PC. actually a good point i mean i don't really game pc anymore i've moved over the console many years ago i just couldn't keep up with the upgrades and the driver installs and i mean i just wanted a simpler game experience but for guys that are gamers now it's got a medium to high-end machine for them it's just an accessory upgrade right really yeah. i mean because they can Basically. play everything so the other, other specifications in terms of graphics cards what what do you guys recommend well graphics card wise you can start off with a 1060s mm -hmm. uh, those are those are the entry level nvidia ones that you can gtx work on. 1060 yes yeah nvidia nvidia gtx 1060s um you can either you can also switch over to the rx uh 570s 580s if AMD, you if you really um, are an amd gamer um eight gigs of memory should be fine it uses hdmi 1.3 so okay. that should uh, the standard hdmi cable should be fine a usb 3 or usb 2 just depends on, on on obviously what the gamer has in his pc and you can have windows 8 to 10 or newer if, and if no mac support i would imagine because macs aren't beefy enough for this type of thing um yeah well i think i think it 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 revolves around how steam actually interacts with the uh, htc yeah, yeah, yeah. i run so, steam on my mac and not all the titles are available i can see yeah. the title but i can't i mean purchase everything now minimum uh, so th i mean that was the recommended specs right the those are the, those are the minimums minimums okay yeah. now if i want to get if i want to okay so let me also just say people can't actually buy from tvr if they can phone you guys and you can, you'll get them in your dealers or they can look online but if you guys were to put a PC together for a customer, uh, tell us what's the recommended retail price for a minimum PC and a mid-range PC. Just give us a little bit of a ballpark a for, the, for the PC itself without the, the Vive headsets. Well, well, if you if you start with the basic intermediate uh, um, PCs, you know, when when you start looking at the 1060s and the Core i3, Core i5s, you're going to look at around about between you know 13 to 15000 rand for That's just for the box for a decent pc for okay. just for the box without the monitor and the peripherals um obviously this can go up to your recommended pc specs which uh, can be core i5 core i7 um or 1070 upwards mm. 10 you know the, the the gtx 1080s 1080 ti's um etc you know those are obviously depending on how many money the end user has yeah, to how spend? Much, how much you want to um, spend? Yeah. But but basic recommended one should be run about i5, i7, just entry level i7 should be okay. fine, and a GTX 1070. I'd, so let's I'd let's recommend. call it a fifteen to twenty thousand rand PC investment if you're new to it. I mean you might want to you know play with the memory or yeah. maybe upgrade the card or something. So let's call it fifteen to twenty. Which I mean I guess it's it's fair for a gaming PC and you'll be able to play really good PC games as well. So that's mm. a benefit. The HTC Vive headset itself, what does that go for? 
So the ATC Vive headset, if you look at uh, your recommended retail pricing, it'll be between around about thirteen to thirteen to fourteen five hundred. Okay. Yeah. And what do you get with that? That is that is basically everything in a box that you need to get get going. Yeah. So basically, basically in the kit you have your your goggles, the headset yeah. um, that comes with the standard strap uh, with a three point five audio jack. You have your two controllers, your two compositors. Now the two compositors is obviously for your room scale setups, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, and it, it has to pick up the pick up the Vive. So you um, need to have that wherever you use the Vive. You yeah. can't use it without yeah, it. Yeah, it basically works like a receiver. Okay. Um, then you have, obviously, your controller chargers that comes with um, your your plugs. It gets mm-hmm. like a type of connector for the two-point plugs as sure, well sure. Um, that you get. Just another charger to have in the house. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so And then with that, also, you get a small little box that controls everything. So that little box connects through to the um, PC and then from the PC to the Vive. It's just to link the two together. So that you can basically, so it can sync. It's yes. almost like a sync, yes, sync type yes, of yes. box, yeah. So, so the those those controllers you need to put up in the room. How many do you get? Two, you said. Yeah, you get two. I've seen some setups with four. Do you add extra 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 receivers to improve reception or anything, or was that just in a development environment? Well, I think I think in in development it'll definitely be necessary. But I mean, if if you work at a standard uh, room scale of three to five meters. And that would be what you kind of need, a three to five meters, yeah. three by five meters. Which, so, you know, in, in, in that type of scale, two should be fine. But if you go through to a larger room scale, then I'd, oh, I'd okay. recommend okay. the four, yeah. Yeah, at the, uh, the Audiovisual Expo a few months back, there was a company that demoed a projecting system for events. And they had the HTC Vive, they didn't use a heads-up display, but they connected it all to a projector, so you could interact with whatever that projector is pushing out. And they had four um, four of those receivers mounted. Obviously, they are a much larger area, but, I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Now, we've got the HTC. What, what other accessories are there? Because there's a few things you can buy, or is it just or is it just the one, one set of accessories? Well, one thing that we earlier spoke about is the head strap. So the head strap is just an additional accessory that you can take off the standard one that comes, mm-hmm. the head strap that comes with the HEC, and you can connect the head strap to it. And on there, you obviously have fixed earphones that goes onto it, uh, a headset, and yep. it's also yep. extendable. You can get that. Then you get different, like some of the some of the um, e-tailers also, you'll be able to get the weapons, weaponry. You'll yes, get maybe okay. like a gun that okay. uh, that connects to it also. It's it's basically more just like the like the um, piece. Move yes, yes. And, so I mean, it's a peripheral you know, with, with, with different ones. With yeah. a gyro built in so that it knows where it is in space. So in terms of battery life, I mean, this thing is strapped onto your head. It's got a high definition display. You don't connect this to anything. This thing runs off its own battery, right? Oh, so so basically, HTC is looking at that at the moment to, to 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 get it to run on a wireless setup. At the moment, the ones that you get do have a flat cable that goes directly from the headset to that small connector oh, box okay, and then from okay, that junction okay. it goes through into the pc which then connects to the obviously the audio port on the pc or usb ports yes, and your yes, hdmi yes, yes. but hsc is looking at creating a wireless one mm-hmm. um which is mm-hmm. you know very i'm sure close. i'm sure there's a few in development but now this cable how long is it i mean how far can i walk if i have a room set up for this so you'll you'll be looking at at least three to five meters okay that you'll be able to you know to walk around. To walk around in which safe space, yeah. Now, do you recommend, I mean, obviously, once you put those headsets on in a different world, you know, things in the digital world versus things in a real world are two very different realities for you at that time. 
you obviously need a clear room. You don't want any couches and coffee tables to break your shins when you walk around. Uh, how, I mean, what do people normally do? Do they set it up in like a spare room or something or do they just move the couches out? So basically you can have a fixed space, an open clear space that you can... I've seen some people actually buy houses with, for additional space uh, just so that they can accommodate. For that. It's um, a new thing, guys. <laughs> Be on the lookout. <laughs> so, yeah, as I, as I said, you can, you can have an open space. Um, but the awesome thing about the HTC is it comes with a, with a built-in camera. So in the center oh, at yes, the bottom of the HTC, yes. it has a camera. So all that you have to do is you can literally just set it up and tap, tap it on the side. It activates the camera. With that, it. it creates a matrix around you. So you can see, okay, where you are, where your space, your movable space is. Oh, and then you can tap cool. it again and that's put you back cool. in the game. Can you, oh, so it actually gives you, does it give you like a grid image of where you're looking or yeah. where you are in the room? Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. So it, it basically acts like, like a camera. Oh, that's <laughs> very cool. That is very cool. How else can you manipulate the data? I've seen some guys import uh, with the the old Xbox um, Connect. They used to do these weird 3D models with the data that it captures. Have you seen anything like that with uh, with the HTC um, base sensors? Well, with the with you know in 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 regards to that, that brings us again back to the to the augmented reality. Mm. Um, I mean, the guys the guys can do that. I have I have seen a few of them, but. I'd rather recommend going for the augmented reality headset by itself. I mean, because that's been designed for the augmented reality. Yeah, for sure. Where HTC has more or less been designed for just immersive gaming. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you have to you have to use the headset for what it was built for. No, no, for sure. I wouldn't even compare those two technologies. Yeah. I just like the way that uh, people, I think, exploit what it can do um, to create really immersive experiences. Like I said earlier, I'm a big GTA fan, and I cannot wait for the day that I can play something like that. But I think you, need, you kind of need a larger scale environment. Um. Well, you do, you do get different accessories. I mean, if you, if you go and look at the Omni uh, that they have, it's, it's basically a circular, um, it's almost like a treadmill. Around treadmill, yeah, that you can that you can stand and you can run, and you can actually buy that online as well. Um, is that a third-party accessory? Or not, yeah. Oh, HTC, yeah, yeah, no, 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 it's, it's not from HTC. And then on there, you can physically run on that, on the Omni or on on the on the treadmill. And you it, can, you can it run knows. It's obviously not just a, a metal dish that you can run on. It's got sensors built in to know that you are moving, because otherwise yeah. you're standing in one place, right? Yeah, and it's and it's it's on my directional. I mean, you can you can run to any side, and you're basically in the middle of it. So you will you'll stand on one space. You'll stay in one space, yeah, but yeah. you'll still be able to run around. I think I think the the next thing we need to really see very soon is, uh, you know, the old laser tag that we used to play. I mean, there's a few places around you can do paintball and that kind of thing. Yeah. Somebody needs to map one of those places, put it into a virtual environment, everybody wears headsets, one say wireless, of course, you can't have wires running around, unless everybody's connected like the old uh, electric go uh, bumper cars, <laughs> imagine that, don't touch the wire kids, but I think that is the next kind of iteration of this where virtual reality just becomes one step closer to a real reality. Yeah, I mean, you get, you get the guys that, kind of thing. <laughs> that, that started now with the multiplayer VR um, setups, I mean, um, using HTC. So they'll have a room that's entirely built just for that specific, um, you know, scene. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you'll have, for instance, a chest on the ground with gold in, and then the two users can physically go open the chest. They can connect the, the, the headsets, obviously, on a, oh, okay, you know. Okay. So it's like and, a room-based game, but yeah. you can move around. And, and, and you can also interact with one another. So you can actually see your avatar in-game, and you can open the chest together, or you can fight with swords or whatever. So that's, I think, that multi player it'll 
it'll be a, a very huge step for for HTC oh, and, yeah. and and for oh, the yeah. VR. Um, and then obviously in the end, uh, for the guys that knows the the, the sort out online anime, <laughs> it'll most likely <laughs> yeah, go yeah, yeah. over to a neuron uh, type of thing where you don't even really have to do anything. I mean, um, if you go and look at the studies nowadays, they already figured out how to manipulate data to your PC through just the use of your brain. So on, on the internet, I mean, um, the brain net. That you, mm. I, I don't know if you see the guys at that yes, yes. at that college that uh, that did that. So. Um, that data back and forth, I think, will. Yeah, look, I'm happy with the plug really in the good. back of my head where I can plug something into. I'm I'm, I'm happy to, <laughs> to make that transition if it if it means that I can enter this digital world and and really, you know, live vicariously through a digital means. I think it could be fantastic. But there's also a very serious side to the to to, to virtual reality. I mean, I mean, we haven't really spoken about augmented reality because the Vive isn't an augmented reality device, and these two really these two things really cater for two different types of. Uh, usage scenarios, but I, I do see mm. them largely in the same category because you know there, there are going to be times when you call for both. You would probably need yeah. one of each. But in a medical uh, in a medical scenario, virtual reality has kind of played a massive role in allowing doctors to remotely or training in a training purpose, but also to remotely uh, you know perform surgeries uh, because they can see. I mean, they can with a camera that's there, they can see real video live feed as if they're there. It's not a digital projection or anything. It's the mm. real thing. Um, and as they move their head around, they can actually see what's happening. That's quite fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's always, there's, there's always the character of human error. I mean, if, if, if you go and look at the guys doing surgery, the doctors, mm. obviously they're under a large amount of stretch. And, and they have to perform that, um, that operation mm. with precise uh, movements. So where machines are already programmed for it. So there's no way that the machine can make mm. a fault or make a mistake or maybe cut like two or three centimeters further than it should. But those machines also compensate, yeah. I mean, a doctor can with, with uh, some, I call them finger puppets, but uh, basically wires con connected to a machine interpret those movements, but with a degree of, um, a, 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 what do I want to call it, um, a rate adaption so that, if he flicks his finger, it's not going to sever an artery. Yeah. It is going to compensate. No, this is not the right movement. It's going to stay in place. And that is where the human error is going to get eliminated. Yeah, and, and, and I think if you look at um, how NVIDIA now started to work with the artificial intelligence, I mean, those guys are just doing an awesome job. So with that building built into the machines and your VR headsets that obviously, as you said, mm -hmm. you know, with the, with remote control, the doctor doesn't have to be there. I mean, someone can be in Australia busy mm -hmm. performing a surgery in the U.S., for yeah. instance. Yeah, no, there's been, uh, there's been a few case studies in Africa where, where it's been done, especially with fiber now. Everybody's getting fiber. I mean, you know, bandwidth is almost not an issue anymore. And, it, yeah. you know, and in a few years, globally, I'm sure it won't be an issue. Um, Oh, it's incredible stuff. It's, and that's what makes this so exciting. You know, the best in tech truly is uh, something of the future. And on that note, thank you very much, Mikhail. I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much for talking to us about uh, the HTC Vive. If anybody wants more information on this, uh, just Google it or get hold of the guys at TVR, tvr.co.za, and they'll certainly point you in the right direction uh, if you're interested in a PC or the, the HTC unit itself. So from the TVR offices in Centurion, from Mikhail and myself, cheers, cheers.